listeners, Ken here. Our patrons voted for some of their favorite Patreon-exclusive episodes to share with you all. This episode was recorded back in August 2023. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled episodes. Have a great week, and happy holidays to all those who celebrate. Spooky Scary Skeptical contains explicit content and topics that some listeners may find distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone! I'm Emily. I'm Libby. And I'm Ken. And this is Spooky Scary Skeptical. Wow. How are you guys doing? I don't think anyone's in a weirder mood than you are. I am in a weird mood, dude. I'm funky right now. But yes, I think there was some like red dye in that pink lemonade I had or something because I am in a funky mood, dude. You were getting ready for this podcast and I was on a fucking level 10. I am coming down from that high a little bit, but yeah, I was I was pretty rocking and rolling. Would you care to sing the song? No. <laughs> I think you should. I don't. I don't remember how it goes. Honestly, we can't, we can't mention it and then not have you sing it. I don't remember how it goes. I was say, I made up many, many songs in the something spin. about if I don't eat your dinner, I'm a loser. Something along those lines, wasn't it? It was. Um, if oh. you don't eat my dinner, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a winner, you have to eat your dinner. And then the rest of that all. It just evolved after that, but it always started with, if you're a winner, you have to eat your dinner. So for our listeners, <laughs> that was one chorus. I want you to picture 10,000 choruses, <laughs> and that's pretty much what it was. I may have been what some might describe as bouncing off the walls. Bling, 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 bling. I'm coming down, though. I'm a lot more chill now. Chill. Be you. Be you. Be you. I know what she said. <laughs> So, this is a Patreon-exclusive episode, but I think we need to discuss what happened last week. Last week, we were discussing when Emily and I went to the cemetery, and we had that picture of the floating pants, the misty pants. That picture is gone. Yeah, I couldn't find it. It is MIA. You saw it, though, Ken, so you can't be like, that picture didn't exist. But I saw it. There weren't any pants. But that picture is now MIA. So I was going to post it on the Instagram, and it is not to be found. I think you should look again, though, because... I don't have it. You have it. I know. I'm saying you should look through my phone, because we all know who I am. But I did scour my photos, my text with my mom. Right? uh, How long ago was that? I wouldn't have any pictures besides that picture. It was Oh, your missus. What was it? 700... I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> couple thousand, you know. Couple thousand photos. So you don't delete any is your point. Nope. I don't delete anything either. I you have just don't 69. take photos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that Misty Pants picture is MIA, but if we come across it, I will post it on the Instagram. But alas. You're not missing much. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was cool. If you yourself capture a pair of misty pants that you want to send in. Yeah, send, send us your, your misty pants pictures. <laughs> let's, let's of, all the weird, of all the weird <laughs> shit we have requested on the Patreon. If you have a mystery pair of ghoulish misty pants, that's what we want. Ghoulish misty pants. Ghoulish misty pants. I like it. That's what we want. Yep. Ken's if like, you're a minor, ignore everything <laughs> we just said. <laughs> if you're confused... Clarify before you send it to us. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> All right. We saw Oppenheimer. Thank you. I was like, we haven't talked about how fucking amazing that movie was yet. <laughs> I wrote it down. So good. Literally the best movie I've seen in a while. Amazing. A long a while. Five out of five. It was beautiful. Really well done. We all really enjoyed it. Amazing cast surprising cast Surpri- oh my god the whole time i was like who's that guy who's that guy oh that's so-and-so oh that's that one guy oh that's that guy that's the guy from the 100 everybody everybody was someone yeah everybody was someone yes and i am horrific at names and 
a little bit better, better than finding out their name, but still pretty horrific at identifying who people are and what they're from. So I sat there and I was like, Ken. It's really bad. I like, I'm like, Ken, who's that guy? What's he from? I don't know. Then I go over to Emily and I, cause I'm sitting between them at the movie theater. Emily, who's that guy? What's he from? I don't know. I'm like, yeah, that guy is someone. That guy is someone. But I was really proud because I didn't look at the cast list ahead of time, but I did know Killian, what's his name, was in it, the main guy. Um, I knew who Oppenheimer was. Yeah, I had no idea what his name is. Like, I know who he was. Killian, I know he's yeah. Scarecrow. I yep. know he's in 28 days later, weeks uh, later, whatever. It's Killian something. I don't and know then I saw his name. I was like, never in a million, million years, years would, you would I have him. gotten anywhere close. No. To, what is it, Killian Murphy? Or Murphy, something? that's it. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Yep. I'm like, oh, no. But, know exactly who he is, yeah. but I didn't know his name. Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't look up the cast list at all. I knew no one who was in that. And honestly, it didn't feel like the commercials really showed much of anyone either, other than Killian Murphy. But Robert Downey Jr. was in it. And I looked at Ken, and I was like, Ken, is that Robert Downey Jr.? And he's like, no, nah, no, that can't be Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, he walks like Robert Downey. He kind of acts the way Robert Downey Jr. acts. His eyes kind of look like Robert Downey Jr. That, I think that's Robert Downey Jr. And Ken's yeah. like, I think you're right. Like, he looked... Old and super thin. Thin and old. I mean, the makeup and mm-hmm. hair. I mean, everyone did such a good job in that. But I was like, wow. Robert Downey Jr. did not look like Robert Downey Jr. And I was blown away. People are having him as the lock for best supporting actor. Really? Mm. He did really well. He did. Yeah. He did really well. I, I enjoyed it tremendously. It was a very good movie and very interesting. And like, I oddly, I was telling Kenna beforehand, I was like, I oddly know like a strange amount of 50s history and like the building or like 40s and 50s history, of, like the building of the bomb, bomb McCarthyism and like, you know, communism of that time and i don't know if i had to do like a project on it or something but i was like i just knew like an exponential weird amount about it and i had just gotten done listening to the last podcast on the left manhattan projects series you guys should totally go listen to that and i was like totally ready for this movie and i just i enjoyed it tremendously turns out i'm a nerd is what i learned or in a past life you lived during the time of the the atomic bomb McCarthyism, all of it. You were there. I, I was the communist that they they sought. Dear God. <laughs> well, why else would I know so much? I hope I was not the McCarthy on the McCarthy side of it. You were not a commie. I might have been. Okay. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? Have you guys had anything good to eat lately? Have you been cooking anything, Emmy? Ken, what? Oh, you said my name. I was gonna did say to Emmy. <laughs> um, Emmy made some. Bomb pasta. She's so good at pasta. To the oh my god! Buttered noodles. I mean, yes. <laughs> I actually have special. But they were good. They were like you. They were salted. Yeah, they were seasoned very well. Thank you. I actually have special sauce on my list. Really? Yeah. I didn't know if you guys wanted a special. <laughs> take take a second, everyone. Think about what you think special sauce is. Oh, nope. that Wrong. sounds so dirty. Does it? It can if, you, if you have that mind. Wank. Learned. (laughs) But whatever you were thinking is incorrect. It would be melted butter. That's it. (laughs) It's just melted butter. So the story behind it is I basically went to Noodles and Company and they they have butter noodles. And I was like, and they were like, we can make those at home. And I was like, but theirs are special. Like, it's good. They have that special sauce. And they're like, melted butter. And I was like, no. Okay, first off, they season them really well. The key to a good noodle is really, really, really salted water. It should, chefs will tell you, it should taste like the ocean. That's good boil, to know. Yep, when you boil your water, it should taste like the ocean before you, like, before you put your pasta in. Interesting. Well, why not just use ocean water if you... Hey, if you're committed... <laughs> that is I why those waterfront properties are so expensive. <laughs> they're off. Is because they're, they're out there the making bomb-ass pasta all they're, the time. You've debunked little it. little effort. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's really funny. That's interesting. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. For those of us who don't regularly drink ocean water, <laughs> what what does that taste like? So uh, we can use it as a reference point. That's an excellent question. I myself have never even seen the ocean. <laughs> so <laughs> I hear it's supposed to just taste really salty. Like if you drink it, your lips should go, ooh, 
<laughs> I want some real water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that the face you make when you drink a Cosmo? Ooh. Ooh. Is it? It kind of is your Cosmo face. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. What would making pasta and Cosmo taste like? Making, like, cooking pasta in Cosmo? Oh, I don't think it'd be very good. I don't know. I might eat that. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I don't think it'd be very good. I think it'd be a little... Someone made... I don't know how to describe that sound, but that's the sound I would make if I ate it. I feel like I saw a TikTok and someone boiled pasta in... No. Chocolate water? Chocolate Ew! Milk? Yeah, I don't think that's for me. That's disgusting. I'll have my chocolate over here, my pasta here, my Cosmo over here. But not all together? Yeah, they can mix in here. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, they can mix after consumption. Correct. So, Ken, what else have you been eating eating other than buttered noodles? <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. But I know what you've been eating. Oh, had a nice filet mignon. Oh! Friday oh. night. That was really good. That seems like so long ago. Oh my god! It does seem so, like so long, long ago. ago. Yeah, your steak did look really good. And yeah. you got the mashed potatoes with it? The mashed potatoes, also phenomenal. They were good. I ate the rest of yours. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty tasty. I was just full. I had the roasted garlic, arugula, something, 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 pasta. It was really, really good. It but Ken, I was thinking about your volcano boxes. That are I back. thought we talked about that on the pod already. Oh, oh, the, the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Taco Got it. Bell. I'm with you. They brought it back. It's very good. Yeah, you've been vibing with those. That's been yeah. exciting. And That's Em's been cooking buttered noodles for us. Buttered noodles. You made us Tuscan pasta not too long ago. That was amazing. Yeah, I getting a little burnout on... Uh, I might need to add a new meat in there. New Tacos meat? or something soon. I think ground beef. Oh. Pork. Ham. Yeah. Or like, sausage, like maybe like sausage or like, ooh, like spicy... Like your mild spicy, <laughs> like your sausage or something, or yeah, like a like a mild spicy sausage. About plant based. Oh, oh, plant based fish. We made a mistake once where yeah. we bought like you know like we're all for like meatless Mondays you know and all that, but we bought fishless fish basically, and it was traumatizing for you guys. Like I had COVID. Well, not at the time when we bought it, oh, but I had did. I had no taste. Like, I had lost my taste for like six to eight weeks, yeah. and so it was a battered. It was like a fish. Like it looked like a fish, fish chick, like a fish stick. Yeah, fish. yeah, but it was so. Luckily, I didn't actually suffer, but the consistency was weird. It was like mush. Like it did. What didn't even flake yeah. like fish. Like it and was we had, we were using it for tacos too. Yeah. Like we were like, oh, we'll chop it up and throw in tacos, you know. Do not use plant-based foods for tacos. Well, at least not the way we make tacos. Maybe there's a better way. You there made some, no, because you made some really good plant-based food for tacos. That was... That was a, wasn't it like a lentil or something? Yeah, you did something. I don't know, but all my taco seasoning that I use requires water. Yeah, yours didn't. Yeah. And when you throw that on the plant-based, the meat just absorbs it all, and then you're just left with soggy plant-based meat <laughs> and the grainy powder. Yeah, like the powder <laughs> isn't mixing it in. The, yeah. wasn't good. The chemistry doesn't work. No. Yeah. Maybe our, use, maybe our listeners will have good suggestions on how to better our plant-based tacos, but the way we make it is has not been successful. Yeah. They're growing meat in labs, though, which is I exciting. cannot wait and for the day that there is lab-grown meat. Tastes like normal meat. Well, yeah, it's like genetically it is normal meat. It's just like without the cruelty of like raising a cow, killing a cow. And also all the money that goes behind that, right? Like raising the cow, <laughs> feeding the cow, watering the cow, taking care of the cow, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the day that they do plant-based, or I'm so sorry, lab-grown meat, I'm all over it. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's going to taste the same. You're not going to know the difference. Yeah. I feel like I saw a TikTok the other day, and there's a restaurant in Chicago, question mark, that is doing, like, lab-grown meat. Really? Already? Oh. I thought. Last I saw, it was, like, in the works. I didn't know that they were actually pumping it out yet. Hmm. Oh, you're so right. Um, Hold on, though. I want to see where it's at. Bistro in vitro. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's funny. 
Eh. Maybe not Chicago. U.S. approves nation's first lab-borne bee. California. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Looks like maybe Cali. That seems very Cali. Yeah, yeah. it does. Man, that's funny. Bistro and vitro. Great name. They they understood the assignment. (laughs) For sure. For sure. All right. And finally, (laughs) finally, finally, I think that it's only fair that we discuss Ken's favorite topic of the day. Best Buy? Oh. No. I, what do you have something you'd like to share about Best Buy? No, I just know Ken I was Best gonna, Buy. I, I was going to say um the UFO hearing that happened. Oh. Yeah. Don't get me started <laughs> on this bullshit. I love it. Even if it's like if, like if it's true, that's amazing. But no, no, no. The the worst part is you have people running around saying the government confirmed aliens. That didn't happen at all. The closest official. No, no, no. The closest we got to the government confirming aliens is a Lizzo tweet saying that the government confirmed aliens. Well, they had the guy who worked for the government who went before Congress talking about worked ED past tense. (laughs) Who months ago, right? The only thing that's new is that instead of spewing it on the internet a month ago, it's the same guy. You just testified to Congress. No new information has been released at all. The only new, relatively new thing I saw was that people he had worked with had mentioned that they found non-human biogenics. Oh. Interesting, right? You know what's non-human? Cat, a dog, a deer, a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Ken, you may not believe what's being said, but let's say that there are aliens. How you how how do you feel about that? How are you um coping? Okay, so I do not think that aliens are an impossibility. I think it's very realistic That's that there are aliens out there. Aliens are real and we love them. But the fact that aliens are crashing into Earth all the time with all their advanced technology <laughs> or that they're just chilling in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> Or driving around, picking people up, and poking around in their brains? No. Okay. Well, I think that there are aliens among us. Come on the pod. Let's discuss. Absolutely. Come on the pod. Is it okay that I, in- I invited them on the pod, Ken? I'm getting a look from you. Sure. Yay. I saw- Come with Mothman. Yeah. We want aliens <laughs> and Mothman or bust. I saw a meme, and it said me take... It was the week that all the UFO stuff happened, mm-hmm. and it said... Me taking my new friend to Barbenheimer. And yes! An alien in a hoodie. <laughs> I love the one. I saw one. It was like, is the alien six feet tall and over, uh, like, emotionally and st- emotionally stable and over his ex? I could be interested. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aliens deserve to see Barbenheimer, too. Yeah, there were so many good memes that came out of it. So, so you believe in aliens over... I believe that somewhere out... Oh, oh, easily. Yes. But we went through invisibility with you, Ken. (laughs) So you know for a fact that ghosts are real because see them. Bada bing, bada boom. Ken loves being on this pod with us because we just take all of his well-researched scientific work and tell him exactly how it actually applies to the real world. (laughs) (laughs) Completely bastardize it. It's very clever that when people put something in front of you, you don't just automatically believe it. Not me. <laughs> I'm like, yep, sold. Sold. TikTok. Done it's deal. on TikTok. Gotta be real. The government confirmed aliens. TikTok told me. Would TikTok lie to me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I shouldn't believe it. <laughs> Very funny. But yes, I figured you'd want to put in your two cents about the aliens. You've been ranting to us, and I said, eh, we'll do it on the pod. We need a, we need a public... Just set the record straight. TikTok's full of it. No one has confirmed aliens. But I'm not denying Not the government. I shouldn't say no one has confirmed. The government has not confirmed aliens. The government So that's talking point. Complete bullshit. But aren't they like trying, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know, but aren't they trying to like, it's all part of the Freedom of Information Act or whatever, or like... I have no idea. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm ignorant, but I thought it was something like they were trying to give more access for us to see friends or something. I don't know about them. I don't know. I've known there to be aliens for years, so I'm not surprised. 
Known? You've known? Known. How, and how as you... you'll recall, we were attacked by aliens. Mm. We were hovered. <laughs> now, I just think that this, there's no fucking chance that there's not life in the universe. So, I just want to say the other day, we had an airplane fly, fly over the house. And I was sitting there. I was like, huh, that sounds a lot like that night we thought something was vibrating <laughs> above us. But the, it, it would have had to stay there because it st- stayed there for a while. Yeah, sometimes planes get like on hold. Yeah, they get on right mm. hold, and they have to kind of circle until maybe the runway frees up. Maybe all I know for is for a fact, aliens are real. Okay. <laughs> From what I heard, the government confirmed it. I believe. I do. I believe that there's no chance that there's my not head like- is going to explode on here one of these days. <laughs> There's, there's got to be life in the universe outside of us. Like, it's fucking huge, dude. I'm not disputing that. I'm disputing the fact that they're crashing into the earth <laughs> and chilling out with Biden in a basement somewhere. What if we're an endangered species to them? And they, like, look at us and they're like, look at those cute little humans. They're an endangered species. Or what if they crash into the earth and they're living in the Mariana Trench? Oh... What if they could live there? Teaser for what's coming up, guys. Teaser. Um, also, one of my favorite like internet threads ever was the one about, I think I showed you, M, and it was like, what if Adam and Eve were two fugitives that they that like aliens put on us on a planet to like suffer for the rest of their days or whatever and live out their days? And then they came back, you know, hundreds of thousands of years later and they showed up and they're like, we fucked up. <laughs> Because there's millions of people on the earth. Billions of people on the earth. Great thread. Great concept. Mm. 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 All right. Well, we got your alien talk out of the way, Ken. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. Are you going to lead us through the story today? I am going to lead us through the story. Or at least try to. Yay. I'm so excited. It's a skeptical story. La-dee-da-dee-da. A skeptical episode. Uh-huh. Skeptical episode led by ken Ken. ken's episode (laughs) you were gonna say something else emily and i were staring at each other singing that trying to like be like what's the next word they're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) all right not in sync anyway ken we'll work on it we'll work on it yeah now that we don't have any listeners left Yeah, maybe. We're like, come back! Real. Come back! Jack! 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 Come back! Jack, come back! There was room on the board! There literally wasn't! What is wrong with people? Okay, stop. People always say this. There wasn't! If They both tried to get on, and it sunk. Now, what should have happened is they took turns to get on there. They should have taken turns. Yeah. There was not room for both of them on that board. But, like, space-wise, yes, but it would sink if two people were on it, was the whole thing. Like, they both tried Not it on... Watch the force. movie! What? Not enough buoyant force. Excellent! I would rather die with the person I love than it be like, yeah, get the fuck off! <laughs> this is my rap. <laughs> that is the best when she just kind of, like, lets him go off. <laughs> like, Jack, come back. <laughs> and then she's like, da-da-da-da! <laughs> oh, yeah! It costs nothing Jack's- to just let him, like, let his, let his body stay there. Yeah. <laughs> but she just, like, kind of, like, poked him with a stick. Yeah, she didn't even check his pulse. She just, like, shook his hands. Like, he could have still been alive, but, like, in a deep hypothermic state. Or his lips were frozen. He was probably like... No, no, no. She, she, she knew the script. She knew he wasn't coming back. Oh, okay, okay. Jack, and then he just like slowly floats down. Like all the other bodies are still floating, mind you, but not Jack's. Jack's floats down into the water, and she watches it go. Probably waited him. She's like, "I am not risking him popping back up." <laughs> he fucked up my whole life. <laughs> oh, fun fact about that song too. Um, the "My Heart Will Go On" song. It was. It had hit some of the top charts again during the week of the Titanic submarine. No. Oh, oh, the Titan God. submarine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. That is fucked so up. So fucked up. <laughs> well, fucked up. I think America missed the message there. <laughs> but it was Good like, Lord. I'm like, 
the memes about it were funny. I mean, what are you going to do? You can laugh about it. You can cry about it. I choose to laugh about it. So, Celine Dion, though, she was thriving. Celine Dion is always thriving. Does she still perform in Vegas? I hear no she idea. had an illness. Oh, you she know what? Was, I did hear that. She was sick, and I think she had to cancel four dates. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so so sorry, Ken. This is no. your Ken. episode. Ken, come back. Ken. Dee, 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 dee. Okay, I'm done. Are you sure? I can't promise it, man. <laughs> oh my God. This is not about the Titanic. I know that for a fact. No, not even. I, all I know is the title of this episode, and yeah. I know literally nothing about what you're about to say. Same. You don't know about Peter Popoff? I have never heard of him. I was so tempted for many weeks or days, whatever, however long you've had this on the docket, week, weeks probably. And I've been like, it sounds like a cartoon character. It sounds it does, like a fucking. Like a video game character. Is he going to fuck with me? Oh, I want to look it up. But I'm like, no, I promised him I wouldn't. I won't look it up. So I didn't. But this whole time I'm like, is that a real last name? As far as I'm aware. All right. Pop off. Pop off. I don't know. I'm saying pop off. Yeah. That's how it's spelled, right? It is exactly how it's spelled. Okay. Pop off, Peter. Pop off. I have never. (laughs) Well, I've never heard anything about this. So. Okay. Awesome. I'm anxious. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. We have a good one here today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Peter Popoff was born in Berlin on July 2nd, 1946. After emigrating to the United States with his family, he graduated from the University of California, Santa Barbara in 1970. That's a beautiful school too, by the way, for those unaware. Mm. Right on the water. Okay, Very cool. Very pretty. All right. Not a bad place to spend a few years. Peter's father, George, traveled the United States as a preacher for Christian services held to inspire new converts and call out sinners in need of repentance, Mm. known as revival meetings. George would hold sermons on the seven hours he spent in heaven and would even recruit his 13-year-old son, Peter, to hold sessions as well. Sorry, what? Yes. What do you mean? So he would do like a weekend, let's say, uh-huh. roughly a few days, and he'd do like a, a nightly event, we'll call it. One of the events he would do was a sermon talking about, apparently, seven-hour experience he had in heaven. Oh my God, is he like a cult leader? I wouldn't say cult leader, but he just kind of traveled around kind of for these churches to help mm. help them build up their counts. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And he included the... His son, Peter. And then Peter, yes, his son, was 13 years old at the time. And he was living in California. So I don't know where they were living at this point in time because they were traveling around the country. I don't know if they had a specific spot they were based out of. But he was in the U.S., not Germany. He was in the U.S. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Peter soon became known as the Miracle Boy Evangelist. What? Who was born in a bomb shelter and rescued from a Siberian prison camp. My goodness. Whoa. A lot going on. A lot going on. A lot going on. And that's, uh, yeah, how they got all the crowd up and into it. Kind of selling his, his beginnings a little bit. This sounds a lot like The Mentalist. You know how they, like, in The Mentalist, the show, he would always, I don't know, play into, like, the con. His, his yes. His father's yeah. cons or whatever. This sounds like a con. You know, obviously it's a con. He didn't, this isn't true. Hmm. All right. In 1971... Peter married his wife, Elizabeth, and settled in Upland, California, which is a little over 30 miles east of Los Angeles. East. Oh, cool. I gotcha. Inland. Towards Arizona. Yes. Here he would begin a television ministry that would go on to be broadcasted nationally by the early 1980s. The main attraction of Popoff's sermons would be his curing of chronic and or incurable medical conditions. Wow. Oh. Who is this making me think of? I think I listened to a story recently of this guy who was, like, possessed. Really? Yeah, who was possessed by some, like, old doctor and was curing, like, incurable things. It was bizarre. Hmm. We'll have to cover that story. All right. Yeah, that sounds interesting. But it wasn't this guy. It was definitely down in, like, Argentina or Brazil or somewhere. Hmm. Peter would also tell his suffering attendees to break free of the devil... By tossing their prescription pills on oh! stage 
many of which would oblige. Oh my. And they would just toss tons of medications, some like diabetes medications. (gasps) Oh no. Things that are like required for people to Like survive. Yes. Oh my god, what a fucking idiot. When you have divine divine powers to heal, what do you need modern pharmaceutical medicine for? You know, living. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the healing is for, the divine healing. No, I'm going to say still taking the medicine. Well, he wouldn't fit in here, then. Yep. He's not, is he handing out potatoes from the divine healing? Or <laughs> No, no potatoes salt? from what I've seen. Funny you mentioned salt. We'll get back to that. My brain didn't process what you just said. <laughs> you looked at me and you were like, ha and you were like, wait a minute! I had to think about it. Uh, <laughs> that's a low blow. I'm sorry. The potatoes work! I think the potatoes <laughs> would work better than this fucking divine healing shit. You cannot give up your sh- Like, try, do something. It's faith healing, so maybe it's just because you don't have enough faith. In myself? Or in God? Yes. Or in the higher power. Yes. And how often did this work? It wor- we're going to talk about 46% it. 46% of the time. It works 100% <laughs> of the time. We'll, we'll get there. To reinforce his divine powers, Popoff would walk around his service and accurately announce home addresses and specific illnesses of the audience members. Oh, so he's a con artist. What do you mean? He's got to be a con artist. Like, he's got to... It's like... You are always like, oh, psychics are con artists. You know, you can find all that stuff online, or you can find out all that this stuff. Is the, this is the 80s. You can find they out all that online. stuff ahead of time. Or they're planted there, too. I refuse to believe. There's a bunch of eyewitness accounts who said that he didn't have any notes on him. How many... And he just approached them, was able to give them the How many victims name. Has, has he had? Because he's got to be a serial killer. <laughs> no, no serial killer. I mean, if he's letting, if he's convincing people to give up their meds. Has anyone here seen Fletch Lives? Chubby Chase? No. Interesting you mentioned that. Really? Yes. I love that movie, but he, there's a scene. Are you going to mention the scene? Well, I wasn't going to because I had never heard of the movie before. So funny. Okay. We'll We'll have to pull it up because now I'm interested. Well, what, yeah. So what was it? What's it about? Well... There's Okay, so he's a detective, ends up in Louisiana. It's a whole thing. But then there's a segment where he goes on this televangelist show and impersonates him. <laughs> and at one point, he's like, is there a, I'm just going to make up a name, a Deborah here? And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then she runs up and he, <laughs> he grabs her head. <laughs> and he goes, Diamond's out. <laughs> and he throws her back. <laughs> It's a really good movie, but that's what I'm picturing. That is a shot-for-shot remake, okay. pretty much, of what this is. Okay. Oh, okay. Is not this point. not real? Is this story all just retelling? No, no, no. That movie oh, okay. is okay, pretty okay. much... They, okay, like, okay. That's exactly... like When I, I watched the video of the actual sermons, mm. Like that is exactly... Like, he, he would like, literally do that? Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, for fuck's Okay. So, first off, that's hysterical. Second off... So we'll have to do a comparison because I have a video of hmm. like one of his actual sermons. Okay, and then I'm sure we can find a yeah the clip. scene from the movie. I think that there's something to be said. I you know I know I'm being very skeptical. I'm being very Ken right now, being very skeptical about this because I don't I don't buy it. But there is something to be said about the placebo effect. Like that that's been proven, but that still doesn't. The, even the placebo effect doesn't cure diabetes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care for this. I don't. I think this guy is not a good person. Okay. Perfect segue into my next bit. Popoff was also extremely charitable, <laughs> using his sermons to solicit donations to a program that would attach Bibles to large helium-filled balloons and no. float them over to the Soviet Union. Oh, my! What? No! This is not real! I couldn't get through it with a straight face. Oh, my God. <laughs> What the fuck? No, but that, that is tr- really one of his things. <laughs> oh, my God. No. He, it's on his website. You can go look at his website. No! He, he has a website? He proudly, proudly has his work in the 80s with his helium-filled balloons. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Oh, my God. I'm going to start sending shit to you via helium balloon. <laughs> Sorry, <I forgot. laughs> Every time... 
time we record, we have to cut stuff out, of Emily giving out her personal information. She's like, I am, we can talk about my address. Or, oh my God, my mother's maiden name. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> yes, I do use that bank. And here is my account number. Well, this is an eye opener. I think I'm conceited. I'm always talking what? about me. No, it's not. I'm always talking about me. Narcissism, that's the word. You are not a narcissist. Oh, my God. I think we, we got off the wrong exit somewhere. <laughs> okay, sorry, Ken. Go ahead. Oh, no, this is this is good. It'll be one of our chaotic episodes. Yeah, I think those are the best. Sometimes they're fun, yeah. To garner support and recruit participants for his sermons, Peter employed a computer to print fundraising literature in a font that made it appear to be personally typed or handwritten uh, and signed. I've seen those. Remember, every time I get mail from the car places saying, Libby, we want to buy your car. Mm-hmm. And it's always written in this font that looks like someone hand wrote it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Hyundai sent me something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, fuckers. Yes. It's not Hyundai. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is Hyundai. So that's right. Like computers, we know what they can do now. But back mm-hmm. in the 80s. That's pretty impressive. Right. Your first thought isn't, oh, he has a computer that just, in a second, switches your name out for my name, and he can send out thousands of these. So people thought they were being personally picked out Mm -hmm. and reached out to. They would show up with Mm -hmm. money at his shows, or sermons, I should say. Con artist, (laughs) or businessman. Hmm. And these did prove particularly successful with Peter pulling in large audiences and amassing a monthly budget of $550,000, which is... In the 80s. In the 80s. It's about $1.5 million today. A month. A month. God. You know, I worry about him. Do you think he's okay? You think he's well off? I worry maybe we aren't. I worry, too. Let's see see where the story takes us, though. God, did he eat that month? I hope so. (laughs) My God. James Randi... Which is really why I wanted to do this story. Oh. He's awesome. I might have to do a whole episode just on him. Oh, do you love him? Is he like a skeptic? Oh, he's you. He's a world famous magician. Oh. Or or he was world famous at the time. And psychic investigator. And his close friend Steve Shaw, also a magician, started an investigation on the authenticity of Peter Popoff's miracles. Oh, interesting. They took note of Peter's ability to quickly and accurately call people out and provide their ailments, relative names, and street addresses, leading them to doubt he was using a mnemonic device to remember the information prior to the show. Mm -hmm. Which is how they probably remembered stuff. Right, which is how if they had to do something similar in their act, how they would do it. Mm -hmm. On a closer look... Shaw noticed that Popoff was wearing a hearing aid in his left ear. Mm. Which is, of course, strange if you're walking around claiming that you can heal all these ailments. Why would you yourself need need a a hearing hearing aid? aid. For sure. This led to Randy recruiting an electronic surveillance expert, Alec Jason, to help with further investigation. Prior to a scheduled pop-off sermon in San Francisco, Jason set up a $20,000 computer system. Today's dollars would be about $57,000. Oh, my God. Oh, that's it? That's it. Oh, okay. And this... I'm com- so- Emily just looked at me like, girl! <laughs> Fucking sarcasm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Gullible with a capital G. <laughs> Sitting right here. <laughs> It's actually a CH that makes a good sound. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I think about it? (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Oh, Emmy Lou. Yeah. (laughs) There, there, kiddo. (laughs) (laughs) The cheese that All right. How are you doing over there, kiddo? Just dandy. She's trying to think how many other words have CHs in them that I've been spelling wrong this whole time. Oh my god. Uh, We're just giving you a hard time. We love you. We won't let you fall down the gullible hole. 
Only we're allowed to do that to you. Or the chillable hole if the switch. Chillable. <laughs> Alrighty. It's so funny because earlier today I wrote gullible on the ceiling. <laughs> I didn't look that time. That time. <laughs> so you did earlier. Is it today? because you were still processing <laughs> what I was saying? You should continue your <laughs> Ken, you laugh too soon. (laughs) (laughs) She's like in a giggle fit right now. Sorry, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) We just got a little drinky. (laughs) And to answer your question? Yeah, I was still figuring out what you said. (laughs) All right. Sorry. The I'm keeping all the laughter in. They can enjoy our seven-minute laughter together. <laughs> the computer system was used to scan the auditorium for radio frequencies being broadcasted. This system would be brought back for Popoff's sermon and used to rescan for new broadcast frequencies. During this experiment, Jason made a shocking discovery. That God speaks to those who listen... The frequency 39.17 megahertz. Also, that God sounds just like Elizabeth Popoff. Oh. Wow. So his wife is behind the stage feeding him this information or giving him this information? Exactly. And how, I'm sorry, how is she knowing the information? We're going to get there? Yes. Okay. It's, it's mind-blowingly complex, the lengths he went to get this information. Are you being sarcastic? I'm being serious. Okay, I'm being serious. It had to be complicated, otherwise they would have been caught way earlier. The team was able to record hours of Elizabeth feeding information to Peter via the radio frequency, with information being shared collected from conversations from audience members and pulled from prayer request cards filled out prior to the start of the show. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that is the... Super mind-blowing way that no one could catch on to, that they would literally just provide them information that was spewed back to them oh, an hour later. Wow. My God. People, where, where was this happening in California? Well, well it was all over the country. But th- like, this specific show was San Francisco, I think, but... That's a really sad that they would prey on people's faith, you know? Like and their, their cool. need, obviously, if they're, like, in pain. Yeah. Like, they might need, like, actual attention, medical attention and stuff, and they're taking advantage of that, I guess. Yes, that's a very good point, Emmy. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, so I I think other faith healers were all around the country. They might have been primarily California. You would think this would be enough of a smoking gun, but Randy wanted incontrovertible evidence for the entire process of information being collected and then shared to Peter on stage. Incontrovertible is is the word I'm going for. Okay, it's good. Incontrovertible. You know what? Seventh time's the charm. You did great. Oh, wow. What a disaster. No. (laughs) Boy. Alrighty. (laughs) To accomplish this, Randy recruited volunteers to take on personas and diseases to participate in Peter's sermons. This worked perfectly as Randy's stooges were often approached and questioned by Elizabeth or one of her assistants. This also led to the discovery that Peter would announce the names and diseases in the exact same order as Elizabeth's pre-show interactions as she wouldn't bother shuffling the cards of information she notes with. Oh my gosh. So it would literally be, oh, I talked to this person, talked to that person, talked to this person. And then he'd go, ah, I know about you. I know about you. I know and about you. Nobody picked up and on nobody this. Nobody picked, picked wow. up on Wow. Idiot. I mean, aw. <laughs> Felt really sincere. I can tell you meant that one from the bottom of your heart. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> one of Randy's volunteers, Don Henvick, was particularly skilled and born to stooge. He would wear disguises and even commit to the bit by shaving his beard and or his head. Don was healed by Peter twice 
with each being broadcasted on Popoff's show. Don's magnum opus was to take on the persona of Bernice Manikoff, a wheelchair-bound woman suffering from uterine cancer. Randy wanted an example of Popoff curing a disease that the subject couldn't possibly have. It's a really good test, number one. Number two, I hope that this guy absorbs all of their fucking diseases that he's supposedly curing. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, keep that in mind. <gasps> when Bernice arrived at the sermon, she was directed to the orchestra pit where there were two empty wheelchairs. Shortly before the show started, two women with canes were directed to take a seat in the wheelchairs who were then later called out during the show, and Peter made a spectacle of their newfound ability to walk. Okay. Wow. And I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but that was a common theme of getting people in wheelchair to walk again. And on one of the videos that I'm going to probably show you you guys, uh, and it'll be linked in the description, there's this poor elderly woman in a wheelchair who he gets to stand up. And she, like, is about to fall over any second. Like, it looks brutal. Oh, my God. But everyone's cheering as if she's the next Usain Bolt. Jeez. Yeah, it's wild. What a con man. What a terrible person. To bait Elizabeth, Don slash Bernice told one of her assistants, Brother Reeford, that she had been in the wheelchair on and off for a couple of years and could still walk a little, even with a fresh potential diagnosis of uterine cancer. Right, so this is like the, yeah. oh, I'm in a wheelchair, but I can walk, so if you call me up there, I'm going to walk around, and you can heal my cancer. Yes. So perfect, <laughs> perfect subject. And sure enough, during the sermon, Don slash Bernice was called out and had the cancer burned out of them. Don leaned into it and put on a great show with feminine shrieks as he was shocked by the power of the Holy Ghost and even staggered from his wheelchair to really sell the full performance. (laughs) Unfortunately, Elizabeth was able to recognize him from one of his early performances and the secret radio frequency was flustered as they tried to move away from him and on to the rest of the show. Wow. So after this, they they were kind of caught red-handed a little bit. Randy and the investigation team felt they needed to wrap things up and go public with their findings. Luck would have it that Randy was scheduled to appear on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. Oh my gosh. Which was used to release the evidence to an audience in the millions. Wow. Oh my god. Popoff issued the following formal response. Quote, Everything Amazing Randy has said is not true. We were already considering legal action because we knew he was faking miracles at the Crusades for his own purposes. Peter Popoff Evangelistic Association is being attacked, but we are not alone. This group has also targeted Jerry Falwell, Oral Roberts, Jimmy Swagger, and Pat Robertson, in addition to Reverend Popoff. We would like to ask Christians to pray concerning this attack on all these Christian organizations. Right. This, right. This man is a magician and is using these tactics to get publicity for a book that he is writing to discredit God's work. We believe that God will not allow this attack on his ministry to continue. End quote. So, yes, you said none of those names sound familiar. Oral Roberts is the name of a university, which I'm assuming, I didn't look into it at all, um, I'm assuming they're connected. Okay. They were a Cinderella team in a few years ago, the March Madness basketball tournament. Oh. And, of course, everyone was rooting for Oral Roberts because Oral just leans into so many And isn't Dick short uh, for Robert? No, that's Richard. Uh, yes. right. Sorry, buddy. That's Bob. Damn. Damn. Say that would have been too good. It would have been, been too convenient, for <laughs> sure. Popoff would even go on to suggest that NBC hired an actress to fake the voice alleged to be his wife in the released videos 
before eventually admitting it was actually his wife communicating to him, but only to occasionally provide him names of people in need of special prayers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The bombshell report on The Tonight Show tanked Peter's career, driving him to declare bankruptcy in 1987. Good. Although his lawyer attributed the collapse financial mismanagement rather than the news about Popoff. Well, he was only getting like 500 some thousand a month, so I get it. You know, it's tough to live on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I worry about him. Now, fuck this dude. I'm glad. Yeah. You go, Jason. Jason? Randy? Are you thinking about Randy? You go, Randy! Alec Jason was the, uh, he was the specialist who brought in the Computer equipment. Oh, to sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, well, you go, Randy and Alec Jason. And out of ten, and then Shaw go. was the person who saw the ear. Because these people are being taken advantage of, and that's just no, it's it's not fucking. Okay. That's sad. Mm-hmm. So I bet you think that's the end of the story, don't you? I guess it's not. <laughs> In 1998, Popoff started his comeback by rebranding himself for an African American audience starting with buying time on BET. Oh, for fuck's sake. In the mid-noughts, Popoff started offering free miracle water, claimed to be from a Russian spring that oh. protected drinkers from the nearby Chernobyl nuclear accident. Stop. Wow. No. Did the guys who sent him that water, did they do it via helium balloon? I, I <laughs> could <Over> only <laughs> assume. They were like, thank you for the Bible, sir. Here is our healing <laughs> water. Helium balloon. They sent the same one back. Exactly. Just back and forth. For sure. They need more Bibles. He needs more miracle water. It's just business. This is so stupid. The letter accompanying the initial delivery of the miracle water, which is free, you can go to his website and order it, claims that the water can protect the faithful and help them prosper financially, assuming they follow the instructions to a T. Ready for these instructions? Evidently not. Lord. <laughs> First, you have to sleep with the water for one night. As one does. When you wake up from that night's sleep, you must drink the water immediately. No. Emily's like, I couldn't do it. What if you filled it in a... I don't know. What's that? Flint, Michigan? What if you filled it? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about, about like, if I had like, a full bottle of water. You would not be able to do that. Like Chug. me specifically. Yeah, you specifically. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, you you hate drinking fast. Yeah. You're drinking a drink that you started. It's currently 11.30 p.m. And you started this drink at like 2. No miracles for me. <laughs> <laughs> After drinking your water, pray over the empty packet and then send the empty packet back to Peter with $17. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> No. This process has the added benefit of subscribing you to Popoff's mailing list. No. Which comes with a bevy of letters asking for money in exchange for miracles. One letter in particular comes with a small bag of prayer-blessed Dead Sea salt, which is supposed to be eaten over a three-day period, culminating with sending $27 back to Mr. P.P. Any comments? <laughs> the salt. I knew it was going to get turned to me. <laughs> uh, fascinating. 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 Um, I will say... It re- Yours was Gaelic salt, right? Not Dead Sea salt? Celtic. 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 Oh, sorry. Celtic. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, it is It is very sad, though. Like, he's preying on these people's, like, desperation and... Like, faith, like, it's so sad. It's so sad. It is. But also, don't take the salt. <laughs> You'll be mocked forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you make a mean noodle. Hey. And that's due to the salty water. So okay, tell me. It is. It is. 2020 News went through the motions, collect this information, and hired an independent lab to test the provided salt which found no chemical resemblance to real Dead Sea salt, and that it is actually closer to standard table Table salt. Table salt. I knew it. I fucking knew it. 
Yeah. This career pivot has proven successful for Popoff, with donations to his ministry soaring from a lowly $9.6 million in 2003 up to $23 million in 2005. Shit. That's not very much. (laughs) This poor guy. (laughs) In 2007, his California home had sold for almost $2 million, and he had been spotted driving around in a Porsche and a Mercedes. Only a Porsche? Okay. Come on. No Aston Martin, no McLaren, (laughs) no Ferrari. I'm not impressed. (laughs) No Rolls. (laughs) Really slumming it. Yep. In 2005, he and his wife were paid nearly $1 million, and two of their kids were also on the payroll at over $180,000 each. Can you imagine being in your 20s and only having $180,000 allowance? No, and honestly, I'm worried Like that he treats his kids that way. I know. We should all pray for them. We really should. Maybe if they um, believe in healing and their faith healing. It'll be okay. To this day, Peter Popoff continues to offer his miracle water and solicit donations on his website. Fucking idiot. With a recent focus on the U.S. prison population. Oh my god. Collecting donations to send Bibles to prisoners. I don't think helium balloons have have anything to do with that one, but I can't be certain. It's just the prison fence with a bunch of balloons because they got stuck in the spikes. Here's what I found. What did you find, Sir? Prison balloons? Nope. It's a raceme, raceme, R-A-C-E-M-E, and it's a plant. An unbranched, indeterminate type of inflorescence. Bearing flower, having short floral stalks. Okay, thank you, Siri. (laughs) Alrighty. No. Just... (laughs) I thanked her. It was a whole thing. She almost continued. Oh, yeah, I forgot one more thing about that wild helium balloon charity that we've been talking about. Oh, God. When skeptics back in the 80s were clamoring for Peter to prove that the money he received was actually going to where he was advertising... He staged a burglary at his headquarters and begged for additional donations to help repair the damage in his future broadcasts. What is wrong with this guy? Like, no, actually, like, I'm actually really annoyed now. What is wrong with this dude? Like, we laugh. But seriously, what a fucked up dude. Always has been, continues to be, and... How, how do you consciously... Treat people in that manner. Yeah. You fucking monster. I do Also, a what a fucking idiot, but also monster. Yeah. Question, though. So which one <laughs> of us decided to go into the podcast business instead of the salt business? Because we <laughs> fucked up. We could be bajigadillionaires by now. <laughs> no shit. <sighs> you know, and I, I need to know how much money he's spending on the helium balloons, too. I mean, that's not cheap helium. Nope. I, I, I think it was zero is uh, the moral of the story is that there was never any helium bucket balloon. He it's all it's all in the in the string that's attached to the balloon <laughs> with the Bible. Uh, yeah, this this seems a lot like the uh, glitter conspiracy. We're going to cover that eventually. Wow, Ken, I had never heard of I had never heard him. of him either, and I'm both. Disturbed that I've never heard of him, but very pleased that mm. I have never heard of him, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, faith healing was a big thing in mm. the 80s. Yeah. That revivals and A lot stuff, of, yeah. yeah, that Randy had a huge hand in completely debunking all of them. But the Peter Popoff one is particularly famous because he did it on The Tonight Show. That's Just completely crazy. obliterated him. Wow. Um, yeah, and I wanted to show the video. Wow. Oh Isn't God. that wild? Yeah. I have so many... <laughs> <laughs> Feel better yet? I have so many comments. Number one, watching the video made me sad. Made me very, very sad for the yeah. people. I really felt compassion because you could tell they just, they were believing in everything. But also oh. some man came up and smacked the shit out of my head and shoved me backwards. I'd be doing it back to him. 
Fuck that guy. I'm gonna start greeting you that way, Emily, when you walk in the door. I'll be like, Hallelujah! How'd you get that black eye? <laughs> Can we talk about, at least in that video, the only people he was healing were 80 years old? Yeah. Like, oh no, oh, I, I healed her of the cancer. She, she, she died of old age. Old. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the random yes. kid that they zoomed in on who was just <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> was uh yeah some of it was funny some of it was sad. well funny for the wrong reasons yeah right, right right yeah but sad yeah but i don't know man and then the walker the walker she literally almost fell the instant the he instant he let go she was like what? <laughs> he's like just keep going just keep going just keep going. <laughs> 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 poor lady i felt Aww. so bad for them yeah because you know that these people all right, I can see why you did this story right. You're like, healthy dose of skepticism. Believe no one. They're all con artists. I understand wanting to believe, you know, and I respect that. Um, I'm really upset that he took advantage of people. Because obviously they needed it, you know, and I understand that people go to great lengths when they are in great need. And he's providing hope to the detriment of their loss. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to lose their abilities and... You know, their health is going to continue to decline if they keep ignoring medical advice and whatnot. So that was it's tough to watch. It's funny, you know, in some he aspects. Just slaps the shit he slaps out of the, the shit goodness. out of them. But it is serious in the aspect that it's it, you know, really breaks your heart. Well and fuck Elizabeth, man, for going along with it. She was making Oh my god. When she gets in that when she's in a thing, she's like, Petey, can you hear me, honey? If you can't hear me, you're in trouble. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking slap the shit out of you. Say something. Well, you know, Peter can't drive the Mercedes and the Porsche at the same time. You're so. right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Maybe that's why she was doing it. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, if their faith was in God and not in him, you believe that kind of thing, they were actually healed. Well, can we talk about, like, those healings were real from God? Hmm. Why would God waste the time of getting them sick in the first place seems like wasted effort absolutely true i don't know i don't know it's horrific that someone took advantage of people like that like i'm i understand why you took the, took on this case i'd never heard of it before how did you hear of it yeah that's a fantastic question <laughs> i don't remember came across it in your life okay really well done story i i'm just horrified i laugh a lot because that's how I cope, but it is horrifying. I will be greeting Emily when she walks in the door with a solid palm to her forehead. Well, tonight will be my last night on the podcast, everyone. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. Should we real quick dig up that the Chevy that movie Chase? Scene? Yeah. Sure. Dig up the Chevy Chase thing. That was actually and- listed as one of the pop culture references mm-hmm. on the Wikipedia page. So it's almost exactly like, what you described. Yeah. So what you listeners don't know is that I cut out that Emily included the earpiece bit in her description of the of the scene, but Ken was like, let's exclude it just while yes. we... Sorry. So she she ruined the plot twist. Yeah. Listen, yeah. It, you, you gotta Emmy-proof this stuff, okay? <laughs> this happens too often. No, but yeah, so I cut out the bit about the earpiece, but she did include that, but very also, funny. Okay, well, you'll see it in a second. I, I, won't ruin it. I won't ruin it. I love that you love this movie. It's funny. I mean, it's got some things that didn't age, age well. well. Mm. I feel lives, like com- right? yes. I feel like comedies never age well. Yeah, like even comedies that like we grew up with that were like, oh my god, that was so funny, and then we watch it, we're like, ah, fuck. I know, <laughs> but sometimes I'm like it's still fucking funny, but also, oh. I think like, having an acknowledge- like acknowledging the problems. Yeah, amazing. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I'd never seen that before. I've never seen part of it, so. Movie. Very funny. I'll have to watch the whole thing. You did a great job on all of this, Ken. Seriously. Excellent oh, job. We had such a good time. Yep. yep. Very interesting. So Never sad, heard of it. But no, I haven't either. Disturbed. Yeah. Maybe it's, I'm like both pleased and disappointed that I've heard of it now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's definitely very sad. Mm. Had you, did, maybe you said this, had you heard of him before? No. Okay. You just okay. came and across him yeah. in your everyday life? I maybe got it by finding Randy first. And okay. then on the pop pop up. Well, yeah, that's a name that makes you go, what the fuck? 
Who is Do Peter I Papa. make you Randy, baby? baby. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> well, great job, Ken. We hope that you guys all enjoyed this. We hope you guys keep listening. And remember to be a little spooky, a little scary, and a little skeptical. See ya. Bye. Peace. everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Our sources are linked in this episode's description. You can find us on Instagram at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast. Email us at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast at gmail.com. TikTok at Spooky Scary Skeptical Pod. And you can follow us on Patreon at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. It means so much to us. Love a spooky girl, a scary girl, and a skeptical guy.